Hello and welcome to another Paul's Body Engineering podcast. I'm very excited to bring you episode number two, which um, is really, really, uh, it's, a, it's, a proud, it's a proud thing for me because this is a passion project that I've been working on for a long time, haven't had the opportunity yet to start up, and now that I have, and the feedback I received from episode one was really, really great. So thank you very much to everyone who has listened, and I hope you do enjoy this one as well. Now, this one's going to be another solo one. Um, I've got some great interviews lined up for the next couple of weeks, so they will be pending. But today I want to talk more about um, contest prep and is it right for you? Now, I'm going to draw on a lot of my own experience here. As many of you may be aware, I've competed over 30 times. I've coached numerous athletes. I've won a couple of pro cards. I've been in and around the competition or the sport for quite a few years now. So it's sort of become very prevalent, particularly of late, that when someone, when an individual looks to compete, they aren't completely aware of the implications, the ramifications, the commitment, the dedication, the journey that they're about to undertake. And it's so important to me in particular as a coach to educate and provide as much information as I can before they start their journey because they're in for one hell of a ride. As many of you who have competed before know how emotionally draining it is, how um, how how much it impacts your life, um, your social life, your friends, your your family. How selfish it can be. Um, it's it's a, a and don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not here to bag the sport by any means. I love it. I love the sport with so much passion. It's given me a livelihood. But at the same time, it's important to me that. Um, anyone who considers prepping, considers doing a fitness show, needs to be completely aware of what they're in for. So that's why I want to try and elaborate on today. So when you approach a coach for the first time, the first thing you really need to do is do your due diligence on your coach or on who you plan to engage for prep. So by doing that, it, it gives you reassurance that you're being looked after by someone who's experienced, who's qualified, who's respected, who has runs on the board. Because when you're playing with someone's health, it's incredibly important that it's done in the right way. You want to be looked after by someone who who is going to put your health as a priority and not just try and get you lean by any means necessary. And that, unfortunately, has happened in the past plenty of times. And the reason for that is... Um, the reason that you should have someone that is, is has your health at, as their best interest is because as um, you finish your prep and you obviously compete on stage and have a great time, the ramifications after can be quite significant if you haven't done it properly. There's imp- implications to your hormones. Um, it can impact your metabolism. You can gain weight really fast. Um, and then you can also get psychological issues such as depression, post-comp blues, um, you know, get really down on yourself because you used to look great and all of a sudden you're not. And I'll get into that more in detail soon. But when you are hiring a coach or, you know, engaging the services of a coach, check their credentials, check their qualifications, make sure that they're adequately adequately qualified, not only in training, but also nutrition. Very, very important. Make sure they've got the appropriate insurances in place. Make sure that they have the runs on the board in terms of experience and also make sure that they've got plenty of referrals and recommendations or, you know, client testimonials and and clients that have done it before and look great and and obviously have had a positive experience. All those things should be checked off first. Now, once you enter a... um, the, the services of a coach, look, and I'm, again, I'm going to speak from experience here because not all coaches operate the same, but 
more time is better. It is so much better if you've got more time up your sleeve than not. And unfortunately, there's still not enough education around this sport to, for people to understand that you should um, spend as much time with a coach as you can before you even commence a prep. A lot of people will approach a coach, they've been training regularly, they look good, they feel good, they generally get good positive comments and someone might drop a, a, a comment one day saying, oh, you should do a fitness show, you should do a bodybuilding show, you know, you look great. And the penny drops and they go, oh yeah, maybe I will. But what they don't realize is that you need to set yourself up for that show before you even commence prep. You can't, like there are the individuals that are ready to go and they can do a 12-week um, prep and be ready and look great and it's not a problem. But for the vast majority of us, you need time. Now, a common, or actually not a common term that is used more frequently now is your pre-prep period. Now, this basically gives you a window before you start your prep whereby we can improve your metabolism, get your food and your calories nice and high so that your body is performing at an optimal level before you commence a deficit. And that's effectively what a prep is. It's a deficit over a period of time, diet breaks brought in, deloads brought in, um, but we're taking your body to a place where it generally doesn't want to go and that is obviously incredibly lean. Through that process, we need to maintain as much muscle mass as we can while removing as much body fat as we can. Effectively, body recomposition. But we need to take your health into consideration as well. Now, if you have, for instance, done an eight-week challenge somewhere where you've lost a lot of weight, you look great, you, you, you feel good, but in order for that eight-week challenge to have been successful, you've dieted on, let's use round numbers, a 1,000 calories a week for eight weeks and you've got the result you want. And then you approach a coach, and again, I'm gonna speak from my own personal experience here, and you say, right, I wanna do a show, let's start prep. Um, obviously, after eight weeks of a challenge, you're gonna look good, but you're not gonna be stage ready. You still need to obviously do more work, need to lose maybe some more kilos, um, condition better, because obviously stage condition is completely different to anything else. So on a thousand calories and maybe a 12 to 16 week prep, assuming that you're relatively lean already, there's nowhere to go. In terms of a deficit, you're already in one and you've been in a significant one for a long time. So your health has already been implicated. So why would a good, knowledgeable, well-educated coach take on a client that is eating a thousand calories a day and put them through a 12 to 16 week prep where are you going to end up on in terms of your calories? 200? 100? It's not possible. That's effectively starvation. So if someone came to me having done that process, having done an eight-week challenge, eating a 1,000 calories, I would say, look, this is what we need to do. We need to get your calories back up. We need to get you to a healthy, comfortable level where your metabolism is performing really, really well. Your training is are very, very efficient, your energy levels are high, your training numbers are really good, because that's what we work with at the end of the day. We work with numbers, and without the accuracy of numbers, we're sort of shooting in the dark. So by working their metabolism back up, and again, I'm speaking very generally here because everyone is different, everyone's physiology is different, everyone's metabolism is different, but if, you, if you're on a 1,000 calories, you know, you, I'd want you to be 1600 plus minimum before you even started your prep probably even higher more towards 1900 to 2000 and look not everyone can get that high i understand that um it all depends on a number of variables you know your lean muscle mass your your uh, metabolism your, your current body weight your ability to train intensely um all the other variables at play stress sleep water all those things take a play a role but 
For a good coach to know how to prep someone effectively, they need to start high in terms of food and, and generally speaking in a surplus. And that's what a pre-prep period is. Now, before the pre-prep period, there's also um, a time frame or just a period that we like to call the off-season or the improvement season. And this is where you eat nice and high, you train really well because this is where you make your gains. This is where you develop natural muscle. So that can take time. Um, my off-seasons have generally been 18 months to two years, or, you know, give or take. Some people um, can do it in 12 months, but it's not highly recommended that you do back-to-back seasons or you have a very short off-season. Some divisions like bikini can get away with it, particularly if they maintain their physique reasonably well. But for the vast majority of us, we need to take time out because the stress that a prep puts on your body and your mind is substantial. So you need to give your body a rest. And that's where an off-season comes in. So during the off-season, you generally spend a lot of time building your caloric intake up to a nice, comfortable surplus. Um, You'll obviously put on weight, but not a lot. You know, you want to maintain that and you train really, really hard. Now, if you get to a point where you're not comfortable with how much weight you put on, you can undertake a mini cut because your food is nice and high, so it's quite easy to do. You can drop the calories down a little bit, you know, 15, 20%, and reduce your body fat a little bit and then work your calories back up again. So because you've got good high calories, that's an easy process to do, again, if you're working with accuracy in terms of your food. So that's the pre-prep sort of summation and the off-season summation. So... Going back to what I said before, it is so important to give your coach time. You need to give your coach time to ensure that they can work with you and get you the best result possible, but also have your health as a priority. So in saying that, do your due diligence with your coach. Understand that you need time. You can't just rip into a show um, in three months. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule, but more often than not, that's not the case. So the next thing is to be aware of is what you're in for, what you're going to experience during a prep. And I've got several girls competing um, in season B this year, so they're all experiencing this right now. So probably going to listen to this and and have a bit of a giggle to themselves and also shake their head and go, yep, I'm going through that right now. Prep is incredibly emotionally draining. Um, As your calories get lower, you get tighter, you get hungrier, you get more frustrated, things set you off a lot quicker, you get angry more often, you get incredibly emotional. Um, And you can snap at people, you can be short with people, you can struggle um, during the day with just simple tasks, and then your energy decreases. So not only does it impact your performance in the gym, but just your ability to do normal things. I remember one year when I was prepping and I was deep into it. I was only a few weeks out. I was sitting on the couch watching TV. The remote control was at the other end of the couch. Now, I couldn't reach it. And I looked at it, and I turned back to the TV because I wanted to change the channel. And I just went, stuff it. I couldn't sum up the energy to reach for the remote control, pick it up, and change the channel. It was too much effort. I was that stuffed and that depleted. Now, obviously, the level of depletion differs from division to division. Bikini is obviously a lot less than, say, a figure girl or a men's physique or a bodybuilder, but you still go through through the same process. It's just the level of condition at the end of the day. So you're going to be tired. You're going to be angry. You're going to be cranky. You're going to be hungry all the time. We're taking your body to a place where it doesn't want to go, so it is going to fight you. Cravings can get the better of you, so you need to be mentally tough. 
So, there, you know, I'm not painting a pretty picture here, but this is the reality of, of the sport. And the level and quality of athlete that is getting on stage these days is unbelievable. When I first started in, um, and did my first series of shows in 2015, and compare it to what I experienced um, last year when I did my last set of shows in 2019, the caliber of athlete is completely different. The level of condition is completely different. The muscle mass is completely different. People are taking... They're training to the next level. More evidence-based research and techniques are coming to fruition in terms of um, protocols for nutrition and training, in particular for prep. So the athletes getting to stage and next level, they really are. So in order to be competitive, you've got to be on par with these people. So all the good coaches are bringing quality teams. Um, so look. The experience of a prep, it's not great. You know, you're going to you're gonna have to grind. You're going to have to dig deep. You know, some days are going to be better than others. Sleep is so important. Managing your stress is so important. Um, your, your inner network, your, your immediate circle of people around you, you know, your partner, your kids, your family, your close friends, they will play a pivotal role in your success. So before you even undertake a prep, it is so, so important that you speak to these guys and tell them what you're going to do and tell them that you're going to need their help because you will need their help, particularly partners. Partners need to pick up the slack because you're so tired. You obviously have to figure in training into your daily routine. And if you're busy, if you are if you work, if you've got kids, um, you, you obviously have to squeeze in training and you've got to train often. It has to be done. So your days get longer, So which means you're going to get tighter as well. So... Your partner may have to pick up the slack in terms of the kids, picking them up from school, feeding them, um, taking them to school. You know, all of these sorts of things need to be considered. So it's so, so important that you have that conversation with your partner before you start and make sure that they are completely on board. I have seen time and time again, couples argue, fight. I've even seen couples split up because of prep. One's doing prep, one's not. And the one that isn't, isn't supporting the one that is. Um, I've heard stories of, of partners sitting on the couch eating KFC while the other partners deep in their prep eating their chicken and beans. Um, now that's not fair. It really isn't fair because just the smell of KFC when you are so hungry is overbearing. Um, so it's, it's so important that you have the, the support of your partner. Look, your kids may not completely understand. And look, you're going you're gonna to get comments from say, you know, family about why are you doing this? Why, why are you going through this? Why, why do you want to get on stage? Um, you know, people in the gym may provide you with those comments as well. And so you'll get a lot of positives, but you will get the negatives as well. So you've got to be mentally tough and prepared to just block out the white noise and get on with your job. And look, let's be realistic. The the process and, and the, the, the sport itself, it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. You pay a fortune to do it. You diet yourself down to oblivion where you feel like crap and you will feel like crap to get on stage for potentially minutes to possibly win a plastic trophy. It doesn't make sense, does it? But you know what? I love the sport. I love how much it tests and challenges me mentally, physically, emotionally. It is so, so hard to do sometimes. But when you grind through a prep and you have a successful prep and you look great on stage, you can reflect back and go, you know what, I can do anything. If I can get through this, I can pretty much tackle any adversity in life, any challenges in life, any roadblocks that come up, I can take them on because I manage this and I still maintain my job, I still looked after my family, I still got on with life and that's the beauty of it. 
Now, I often say to my clients, it, you shouldn't focus on the, the result at the end of the day. So the trophy is just a bonus. Getting to stage is the real win for you. And what I mean by that is, time and time again, I've seen clients, but I've also seen uh, fellow coach clients pull out, mainly because one, and I, I hate to say, use this term, but they couldn't hack it. They couldn't hack how tough the journey was. And, and it goes back to what I said at the start, because they possibly weren't aware of how tough it was going to be. Um, and, and I mean that with all due respect, the fact that they couldn't hack it. And I take my hat off to someone who, who has voluntarily pulled out because it's not an easy thing to do, particularly when you've made the commitment and everyone is aware that you've made the commitment. But sometimes it just isn't the right time. You know, there's too much going on externally that you, something has to give. So by making it to stage, it is basically the ba battle of the or survival of the fittest. You've got there and you look great and that's a win. Anything after that is a bonus. And then you just lap it all up and take it all in and enjoy the experience and get lots of photos and, and just have a ball. Because at the end of the day, you do have so much fun. You really do. You meet so many good people. And that's a positive of the, the experience is that you meet so many good people. I've still got friends from when I first competed. Um, I get on really, really well with so many of the coaches. Um, we have a lot of banter backstage. It's so much fun. Um, and a lot of my competitors um, didn't know other competitors of mine that they competed with or against, but now are best of mates. And I think that is the special part of, of this sport. Now, going back to some of the other things that you need to be aware of, money. It is an incredibly expensive sport. It really is. And that's not sugarcoating it. That's just the reality of the situation. And girls, unfortunately, have it worse than guys. Guys are, are, are fairly simple. They've just obviously got their prep fees, coach fees, training fees, food. And then in terms of um, getting to stage, they just need trunks or board shorts, tan, um, posing lessons. That's about it. Girls, oh, my God. You girls have it have the short end of the stick, I'm sorry to say, because you've got to obviously spend uh, money on a bikini if you're doing a division that requires one, and they can be upwards of $500. You've got heels, makeup, hair, tanning, posing, uh, some jewelry as well. Like, you've got to get blinged up to stand out. So it's a very expensive sport. You know, you will potentially spend thousands of dollars. Then there's travel, accommodation, um, registration fees, um, entry fees. How many divisions are you going to do? You could be up for $500 just to compete on the day. Um, so yeah, you need to be aware of that. Don't go into something like this without being aware of how much it's going to cost you and make sure you can support yourself because I've seen people use credit cards. I've see, seen people, I've even seen people put out GoFundMe pages because they want some, uh, people to raise money for them so that they can compete. Now to me, that's selfish. Um, if you can't afford it, don't do it. Simple as that, because you're going to put yourself in a world of hurt in terms of debt, not to mention the fact that you've got to go through the emotional rigor of the of the prep as well, um, and then come out the other side. So there's the financial side of things. There's the emotional side of things. There's the physical side of things. Um, all of these things play a significant role. So again, be aware. Now, the other thing that a lot aren't aware of is once you get to stage and you compete, it's not over. By no means is it over. There's a, a thing that we like to refer to as reverse dieting. Now, this is probably harder than the actual prep. Now, I've just talked about how tough a prep is. Well, guess what? The reverse diet's even harder because you've just dieted for 
16, 20 weeks, depleted down to next to nothing, feel like crap, had an amazing experience on stage, you might have got a free meal the night off stage, and then straight after, the very next day, you've got to put your game face back on again because you need to reverse. Now, what happens if you don't reverse? Well, I'll tell you. If you decide not to reverse and, and follow a good reverse protocol, you will gain weight very, very quickly because your body is used to eating low calories. And look, let's be honest, when you get to a week before stage, you're generally on low calories. And again, everyone's different. It could be 1,200 calories, it could be 1,800 calories, it doesn't matter. You're on low calories to what you're used to eating. Now, if you then go and eat like a machine for a week, eating all sorts of processed, high calorie, high fat, heavy sugar food, salty food, pizza, ice cream, KFC, donuts, all of that good stuff that everyone craves because they haven't had it for so long, without a proper reverse, you're gonna put on a lot of weight very, very quickly in places you don't want to experience. And you know what? I can speak from experience because I've done that. In my first week after my first series of shows when I was due to reverse, I packed on five kilos in one week. One week, because I went to town. Ice cream was my go-to and I ate a crap load of it. Um, but back then, the reverse wasn't as prevalent as it is now. It wasn't as heavily researched as it is now. And um, more, I guess, research has gone into a reverse and how successful it can be if it's done correctly. So, reverse dieting, excuse me, is incredibly important because if you put on a lot of weight after your show, it's gonna make you quite sad. You're gonna look at yourself and go, oh man, only a couple of weeks ago I looked shredded and now I've got a belly, I've got a big ass, I've got, I'm soft, I just don't look the same. And that'll get you down, it really will. And there's a thing we call post-comp blues. The post-comp blues references just that. It's not only the possible weight gain that you're gonna put on, but also the fact that it's all over. And you've gotta emotionally manage that. It's all over, all this massive buildup this massive expectation, all the support you receive, people come and watch you on the day and then bang, just like that, it's all done. And what's next? So not only do you have to manage a reverse over the next couple of weeks, but you also have to have a another goal set. Because if you go past your last show without a goal, you're gonna feel lost you're going to feel helpless you're not going to know why you're going to the gym to train and then your training is going to be affected and you're not going to train as hard and again you're going to put on weight because you're not training to the level you need to you're not eating to the level you need to um and you're going to get really down about it so i go back to my very first point make sure you've got a good coach who knows what they're doing who is qualified and understands a good reverse diet you can reverse diet effectively over a very short period of time, get your calories up. And there's a couple of ways to reverse diet, which I won't go into now, but depending on the circumstances and the individual, you can reverse diet a couple of different ways and get your calories up to a very comfortable maintenance sort of level in a shorter space of time without putting on too much, if any weight. Look, you got. let's be realistic. Stage condition is not sustainable all year round. We all know that. You can't look like that all year round. Um, but you can maintain a healthy weight. You know, you can be a couple of kilos up from stage 
um, and maintain that. You can carry five kilos up from stage and maintain that. Some people prefer to carry more weight because they feel better because of the fact that they are carrying more weight, which means they can eat more, which then allows them to train better. Most bodybuilders generally carry around eight to 10 kilos over stage weight. I sort of sit at 10 as well, and I'm comfortable with that. I still look okay. I'm not stressed to the fact that I don't have significantly defined abs or anything like that. Um, but my performance in the gym is is really, really good and I'm eating a lot of food. So for me, I think that's a good trade-off for abdominals. Um, but others prefer to stay lean and that's cool. Everyone's got their own um, reason for doing that and that's fine, not a problem. But you don't want to whack on a huge amount of weight in a very short space of time. Not only is it bad in terms of putting on the weight and psychologically, metabolically it's also bad because if your body's used to eating 1,200 calories and then you just consume 5,000, you can't diet out of that. If you put on five kilos in a week, which is what I did in my first um, post-show experience, I couldn't get it off because my body was used to eating 1,200. So what am I going to do? Diet at 800? No. You can't. You've got to gradually get your calories back up and and carry that weight before you even consider a mini cut. So all of these things do need to be considered. Now, I haven't painted the prettiest of pictures here, and I understand that, but to me, it is more important that an individual is educated about this process because the more they know, the more they're prepared. The more they're prepared, the, the, the better the experience is going to be and the better result you're going to get. You're going to look better because you are expecting to be tired. You're expecting to be hungry. You're expecting to be emotional. And a lot of the time you can't control it, but at least you know it's normal and you're not going to stress about it. And stress is probably the number one killer to any prep or any weight loss journey, in fact, because it impacts your body so much um, that it can hinder your progress. So that's the process. That's what you should expect when you approach someone for a prep. You need time. You need patience. You need an educated and qualified coach. You need to give them time before you start a prep. You need to do an appropriate level of prep. And look, go into the, the, the time frame of a prep. It'll differ for everyone depending on their starting point, um, as well as the what the coach believes you need. Now, some people can do a very short prep over a short period of time. It's generally more aggressive in terms of calorie drop and weight loss, but some people prefer that, and particularly those that are mentally tough and just can handle it and grind it out. Others prefer a long prep, and I've prepped people up to 30 weeks. Reason being is they need that length of time. Sometimes the weight comes off very slowly, which is a good thing. They gradually ease into their, um, into their competitions, it's not as stressful, they're not stressing about losing big numbers very quickly, and they can get through the process a lot easier. So again, that's up for the coach to decide on how they want to approach it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, just know that you need to give yourself time. Don't think that you can do it in 12 weeks if you haven't pre-prepped. Again, there are exceptions to the rule, but not often. But also, be aware of all the implications, the emotional toll, the physical toll, the family toll, the financial toll, and then what you need to do after show, the reverse diet, the recovery diet. Because if you like the sport, if you enjoy the sport, if you want to do it again, a reverse diet is so important because it sets you up for the next prep. If you get your calories nice and high, and generally speaking, if you've never done a show before, <coughs> excuse me, and you... Um, started a you know an, an okay um, caloric intake level. Generally speaking, we can get your calories higher than what you started on because you've leaned down, you've developed more muscle, 
and then you've reversed back out effectively, which means your starting point for your next prep should be higher, which means you start with more food and everybody wants more food. So there's so many benefits to doing it right. Not only is it, does it set up your health and it looks after your health, but you also set yourself up for the next prep. But if you want to maintain a lean physique, that's great, and, and not pre- and do another show or, or take a couple of years out, that's cool too. But it sets you up for a healthy lifestyle and a sustainable one. So remember that. Well, that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you've taken something out of this. Um, if you know anyone who is considering prep, certainly give them a listen to this because I've, I've been very honest, very real. I've drawn on my um, number of years experience and obviously all the times I've been on stage to give you the insight into what to expect and whether it is for you. Um, if you have liked this podcast, please screenshot it and tag me at Paul's Body Engineering on InstaStory, um, Facebook, etc. I'm also on YouTube as well if you'd like to uh, check out any of the videos there. There's over 500. But otherwise, as I say to every client that I train every single week, every single day, in fact, have a great day.